When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, you need energy efficiency, whether it's, you know, in basketball or even in hosting a podcast. But you also need energy efficiency if you want the most out of your windows and doors. And I'm on Pella's website right now. I'm going to channel my inner LeBron James. And there's not one, not two, not three, not four, five different types of window or doors by Pella that have won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. It's big time stuff right there. For more information on how Pella can make your home more comfortable and energy efficient, check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Runza. Want to give you the heads up uh, uh, on a big event that is uh, launching March 1st. Ruben Style Runza Sandwiches will be available at every Runza restaurant starting March 1st. I'm looking at the picture right now, and I'm just, hold on, I gotta, I'm drooling here. I got I to gotta go get a towel. I got I to gotta get a napkin. I'm drooling. It's everything you love about a Reuben wrapped up in the greatness of a Runza. So plan accordingly on March 1st and get your Reuben-style Runza sandwich game right at Runza. And while you're there, tell them your pal, Nick Ba sent you. Okay, uh, so I am uh, I'm in I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina right now, um, by myself. Long road trip here as the season winds down. I'm calling two games back to back days in Charlotte out of the Fox Studios. Did one last night. UConn Georgetown got another one uh, tonight. Providence and Xavier. Uh, then I'm off to Cincinnati for Xavier and Creighton. So you know, long long road trip. And so I'm in my hotel room, and uh, I'm I'm taping this on a on a Wednesday afternoon here, and. I'm in my hotel room, and uh, you know I'm 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 watching some some UConn and Georgetown film, and all of a sudden, boom! You know, the news hits the that Tiger Woods has been in a big car accident, and that news shook me up. And you, you know the next, the, you know really the next day, I mean we're still trying to parse through the facts and what really happened, and but really the in the first handful of hours you're really trying to figure out okay how hurt is Tiger is he okay what happened all that stuff and you know you see the condition of the car you you see the site of the crash and you just you're speechless I mean you you're you're speechless looking at it so I I guess for this podcast. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm like need to check myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm too, uh, I bear too much to you guys, or maybe I'm a little too vulnerable to you guys. But I, I, I need you guys to be my therapist here. And, you know, I, I, I sat down after, again, like I said, letting about 24 hours of everything kind of settle. Because, you know, you really want to figure out, okay, what, how, what, what exactly happened? And there was a statement released from, you know, from Tiger Woods camp on his, his social media and kind of illustrating the injuries and all that stuff, compound fractures, um, you know, shattered ankle, not good, not, not good at all. Um, but I, I kind of just wanted to, to start kind of, I, I started just kind of writing down what was on my mind. And it, it, so, so here's kind of just my stream of consciousness with everything here. We, you know, 
we've we've kind of been just doused over our head with perspective over the past year, right? Some some bigger lessons on perspective and some smaller lessons on perspective, but perspective nonetheless. And you know, if twenty twenty and this pandemic and and you know what's going on socially and all this stuff has taught us anything, it should be appreciate what you got, who you got, and what you get to do. Because in an instant, it all can change. And I'm talking on a variety of levels. When you look at it through the lens of the pandemic, like we would all be a year ago at this time debating things like, oh man, should I, I, okay, I got offered a ticket to go to that basketball game or that football game or that concert, Uh, or should should I go or should I just stay home? Man, would we kill to go to a full stadium right now for a, a big football game or basketball game or a concert? We'd kill for it, right? Or, you know, I know for me, we've all, you know, there, there's been certain nights where, you know, some some friends are out getting some beers, but, you know, you're in sweatpants and you're like, man, I don't, I got to get up early tomorrow. And so you just, yeah, I'll stay home. Then poof, all of a sudden we're forced to have Zoom happy hours with your friends. Like, th- What? Poof, things change. Things like, you know, big things like seeing family members on Thanksgiving and Christmas. All things that, you know, we take for granted that have have been taken away or altered in seemingly an instant. And, you know, this this pandemic has certainly made me appreciate the, the ability to do things like, you know, go to a movie, a restaurant, a crowded bar, a concert, a trip, go to play blackjack in Las Vegas with my buddy Willie. And, you know, like, I, but I, I think above all else, this pandemic in this past 11, 12 months has taught us, taught us all that, that life is simply about appreciating the people in your life. Their health, their mere presence, seeing them, touching them, laughing with them. You know, you remove the ability to interact with and see people, people you know and people you don't even really know. Life just isn't as sweet. It's just not. We're meant, we're, we're, we're meant to be around other people and interact with other people and observe other people. All doses of perspective. Some big, some small, but still perspective. And I, I, think, with, with, I think the interesting part of the past 12 months is trying to get a sense of, of sports and its place in society and in your life and my life and our lives and our community. And it, I remember talking about this right when when the pandemic kind of started. It's easy to dismiss sports. Like, ah, it's sports. It's easy to dismiss. Not that big a deal. Come on. You don't get to play a football game. You don't get to watch that football game. Your kid isn't going to play in that on that on that basketball team. It's not that big a deal. But I think at least for me, I think I view sports in a weird way, oddly more important today than I did a year ago. And I think I think it's evident how important sports are to communities and bringing people together and, and what we've observed over the last year, providing structure for young people when you think about things that have happened for youth sports or high school sports. And you know what? In a, in a divided world, sports is something that we can all kind of come together on, right? And... It's just like anything else. It's easy to think that sports will always be there. But in 2020, you realize it, it may not always be there. And it kind of shook everyone up. I do think it's 
I think it's telling. I think it's telling that for a lot of people, if you asked anybody, what's the what, what was the beginning of the pandemic? To you, when did, when what what marked the beginning of the pandemic? A lot of you would probably say when the NBA shut down. Think about that for a second. A global pandemic and everyone's kind of agreed upon date of when it really kind of started like the uh, you know everything kind of everyone got locked down all that stuff like it w- it took it took something in sports something sports related to end for everyone to go whoa 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 sports holds that special place and again one of the top lessons of 2020 should be appreciate you know what you got who you got what you get to do and speaking in, in terms of sports, and this isn't meant to be, you know, like me patting myself on the back, because I think this this can spill over into into other things, you know, life, relationships, all that stuff, but I'm just, you know, since, you know, it's a sports podcast and we're talking about it here. For, for whatever reason, I, I do feel like I've always been able to appreciate over hating. And I've always been able to appreciate greatness when it's in front of us rather than rip it. And, you know, listen, I get it. I get that a part of sports, I guess, is debating and arguing athletes and teams and their level of excellence or arguing, hey, I think player X is better than player Y. You're crazy. I think player Y is better than player X. But it's it's weird. Somewhere along the lines, like, it feels like sports fans have become a community of haters instead of appreciators. And I fucking hate that. Like, I, I just hate it. Somewhere along the line, it became in vogue, and it really hasn't gone out of vogue, to hate and to rip instead of appreciate. It, it's It's weird. It's something that's always somewhat bothered me. Because I just, you you go through sports and you go through your life and you only get a, you really only get a few true legends, true game changers, truly transcendent athletes that come along and while they're here, you better soak them up. Because you'll blink and they're gone. You'll blink and they're gone. You only get, there's really only one Muhammad Ali. Right? There's only, there's only one Jackie Robinson. There's only one Bill Russell. Like, think how silly it is to think in retrospect being like, you spent the whole time watching Ali and you were like, man, Ali sucks. I hate Ali. Like, think about how like, you know, you remove and I get, you know, Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but think how, how silly that sounds. Like, think if think there there's some some older you know seventy five, sixty five, fifty five year old person right now. If you went up to ask him, like, hey, what do you, Ali? Like, what did you? What was it like watching him? Like, ah, I spent the whole time ripping on him. Really? That seems you missed. Yeah, you 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 missed it, dog. Like, I hear things like I'm I'm just, I'm tired of Tom Brady. Really? 
Really, you're, you're, you're watching a man defy time. He's beating father time. You're watching a career that is unmatched and will likely never, ever be duplicated. And you're tired of it? You might be, you know, you might be listening to this, you might be 20, you might be 25, you might be 30, 40 years old. Like, your, your grandkids, your great-grandkids will be like, hey, what was Tom Brady like? You'll be like, oh, I spent the whole time hating him. Really? Your grandkids going to look at you like, what? There's a lot of people out there like that, though. You know, sa- same thing. Like, again, I'm not saying you have to love Tom Brady, but you better appreciate what you're watching. But you better appreciate it. Same thing for Kobe Bryant. His his tragedy should have just shook us all, man. And it's just, you know, whether it's in the media or, you know, we all know certain people. Like, so many people spent a lot of time ripping that guy when he played. Or even after he played, trying to tear down his career to somehow build up Jordan or, you know, build you know, tear down LeBron James. And it just, and then poof, the guy's gone. Whether that's the ability to watch him play, or in his case, he's he he passed away tragically. And it's just it's sad to me that the world didn't give that guy his roses while he was still here. You know? Appreciate. Appreciate. Same thing with LeBron James. And I, you know, I'm sure some of you maybe are getting uncomfortable with some of the stuff I'm talking about here. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to get on my high horse and tell you guys how to feel. Like, if you want to dislike or hate LeBron, go ahead. But I just think, I think you're, I think you're missing it, man. I really do. I think you're missing it. So I'm just telling you, you better appreciate what this man has done and is doing. No athlete in the history of sports has been more hyped than that dude, and he has lived up to it and exceeded it. No man has probably been more criticized and ripped publicly than that guy. And he stood there and just plowed forward. You better appreciate it, man. You better you better appreciate what you're watching. It's one of the it's regardless of however you feel he's one of the five greatest basketball players of all time. Basketball been around for a long time. He's there's he's one of the five the best to ever do it. You better appreciate, or better yet, you better appreciate the sheer fact that he moves you emotionally one way or the other. You know what I mean? You go through life, how many stuff, really, how many things really move you? Better appreciate it. Let's take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime pals and loyal supporters of the podcast, Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella has a window type for every home and every budget. And you might know Pella for its award-winning wood windows, but did you know that Pella also has a complete line of industry-leading patented fiberglass and vinyl windows? Pella's Fiberglass windows use a patented Duracast material, more durable than aluminum or vinyl, made from a composite material used in the aerospace industry for its strength, durability, and temperature resistance. It's big time right there. And Pella's vinyl window series offer all the features that make it one of the most energy-efficient windows on the market with the same value and style you've come to expect from all Pella products with outstanding structural integrity. Built from multi-chambered, Fully welded frames and sashes, Pella's vinyl windows assure a quieter, more comfortable home. Bottom line, 
Pella's vinyl, and fiberglass windows are really, really cool. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And while we're here, let's talk about my good friends at Runza. Got another super secret menu item not a lot of people know about. My friends at Runza are hooking me up, and I'm going to let you in on it. This one's just, uh, you know, this one's near and dear to my heart because it's a twist on the best fries on earth. Runza's Crinkle Fries. It's Runza's Chili Cheese Fries. That's some legendary Runza Crinkle Fries topped with their homemade chili and cheddar cheese sauce. Let me say that again in case some of you passed out just thinking about it. Legendary Runza Crinkle Fries. Homemade chili, cheddar cheese sauce. Oh, my goodness. It's a side that eats like a meal. So there you go. Another super secret menu item exclusively for Nick Bob Podcast listeners. So stop in, order the chili cheese fries and runza, and while you're there, I'll tell them Nick Bob sent you. Okay, back to the podcast. I just, I know from speaking for me, I just, I can't believe how lucky I am that I've gotten to watch that man's entire career, the ups, the downs, the successes, the failures, the the greatness, the the mistakes, all that stuff. Like I know for. Basically, when did Braun make the playoffs for the first time? Probably 05 or something like that, 06? Might have been 07. So for the better part of, you know, 15-plus years, it's one thing in my life I can count on. That's two months from mid-April to mid-June of, of watching LeBron James and him giving me something to, to, to marvel at, look forward to, be moved by. Like, I, I appreciate being able to, to watch that. And I know for me, even though it came in a different form with with the NBA bubble, I appreciated being able to watch that guy make a run and win another title. Same thing with Tom Brady this year. This man, 43 years old, changed teams, went to the Tampa Bay Bucks and won a Super Bowl. And y'all, some of y'all are hating. It's like, what? Again, I'm not saying you gotta like you, you don't gotta go buy a Tom Brady jersey and be gushing on all this stuff. It's just better, better, better appreciate what you're watching here. Even the Jordan documentary, like maybe it was, you know, watching that, The Last Dance, maybe it was just because it was a, during an emotional time during kind of the beginning of the pandemic. But, you know, like I found myself just a, appreciating that we all got to watch that dude. Like some, I'm sitting there watching the, the, you know, you're watching The Last Dance and you're just kind of like, this dude, this really happened. Like this is a, this, this is real. This, this dude came into our lives and we got to watch this shit. I guess what, I, what I'm saying, it just it doesn't feel right to spend more of your time criticizing or ripping than appreciating. It just doesn't feel right. If you've spent more time ripping Brady, LeBron, Kobe, uh, if you, you spend more time ripping those guys than appreciating those guys, I just think you need to you you probably got to reevaluate some things. Or better, let me like my plea to you is like you don't have to like something to appreciate it. I'm not saying you guys got to go be fanboy stands for Kobe Braun and Brady and all this stuff, but like, better appreciate them. And when it comes to these once in a generation transcendent figures, you better try to find that balance. Which brings me to Tiger Woods. You know, see, seeing that accident just shook me up. And, you know, your first thought, and the most important thing is that he's okay. 
and it and it was hard and it's you know I think in some ways we're still trying to l- figure out how to like live with social media and you know 24/7 instant news all this stuff we're trying to figure out like how to wrap our arms around that like it was it was a little uncomfortable the you know the first hour or two after the accident some of the you know speculations and and reckless reporting and all that stuff like but yeah obviously the most important thing is he's okay because that's the, that's the first thought, which it, which it sounds like he is. Again, reading the reports, pretty tore up. Broken leg, shattered ankle, emergency surgery, pins, needles, rods placed in his leg and his ankle. And, you know, you, you, you listen to the sheriff who was on the scene, and, you know, he pointed out that, you know, Tiger was fortunate that he was wearing his seatbelt or this could have been worse. So, so the the important thing is his health and the fact, just the sheer fact that he's okay. And so, I, I've I've seen some people on Twitter say, like, you know, the only thing we should be talking about is his health, not golf and his career and all that stuff. And listen, like, obviously, like, I mean, the only thing that matters is is he is if he's okay, right? But for me, like, in my my personal relationship personal in air quotes like meaning not really like I don't know Tiger but like everybody has that personal relationship with you know a a musician a band an athlete or whatever my my personal relationship with Tiger Woods it's it's hard it's hard to reflect on him and uh, after another tragedy and not think about you know his his life and his golfing career and and the past and the future and all that stuff. It's it's hard to not think about that stuff. And I feel like you can speak about those things and speak about golf with him and 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 have it not be disrespectful to the situation. So I feel like I want to lay that out first. So, you know, obviously the news hits and your first thought is is he okay? And then you get that answer and you just kind of your your my thoughts went to the golf course. And you just start to contemplate questions like, is there a chance, first of all, for Tiger himself, like, will he ever be able to play professional golf again or play golf again, period? And that's a heavy thought. And then and then for us, you, you think about, well, will we ever get to see that guy play professional golf again at all? You know, and just simply pondering questions like that just drummed up all sorts of emotions on a variety of levels, most notably the ones that I talked about at the top. Like, again, if this 2020, if 2020 in this pandemic has taught us anything, it's appreciate what you got, who you got, and what you get to do. Mercedes, appreciate what you got, who you got, and what you get to do. For Tiger Woods, This man was put on earth to play golf. Like this this is his 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 passion. He's obsessed with it, right? And so you think about for him like you 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 hope that he's healthy enough to still live out his passions on the golf course. And then you think about for Tiger Woods like this this is a man that has drug himself physically and emotionally back from the gutter to be able to compete and live and and play golf professionally again. Like and you think about 
you know, I read the book uh, by Armin Katayan, which was just, I mean, it was, you know, that people always say like, oh, I got a book, I couldn't put it down. It was like the only, I got that book, I couldn't put it down. I was staying up till three o'clock in the morning. I go, oh, one more chapter, one more chapter, one more chapter. Then you watch this HBO documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's just, it's amazing. Two-part documentary. Highly uh, suggest everybody go check it out. And you just, you read about this dude's life. And, you know, there's there's no quote. All his personal issues with Elin and his marriage and his life and all that stuff, like all his personal issues, there's nobody to blame but him. Right? Like they're all self-inflicted. Period. And, you know, for me, rooting for him to come back personally and professionally does not equate to me supporting his actions. So just stop that shit. I feel like I can root for a guy to become a better person. Above all else, you know, we can talk about the Tiger Woods story and there's a lot of different angles to it. Probably the most compelling component to the Tiger Woods story post-2009 is the personal aspect of it. Like, all his personal issues were self-inflicted and there's no debating that. But you read the, you know, you read about Tiger Woods' life and you watch that HBO documentary on Tiger Woods, and it's it's just it's hard not to root for a guy to clean himself up, get his life back together, be a better person, a better friend, a better son, a better a better husband, a better father. And you could argue that his personal comeback far exceeds his golf comeback. And that is saying something. Because, listen, both were enormous mountains to climb for that dude. He went from from legend to hero to superhero to rimshot joke tragedy, then rebuilt himself all the way back up to the top, both as a person and as a golfer. with everything culminating in that 2019 Masters. With, you know, with not only him winning and competing, you know, completing the golf comeback, right? Getting another major, winning at Augusta, getting another green jacket. But then embracing and hugging his kids, most notably Charlie, his son, on the 18th green, to me kind of symbolized the exclamation point on the personal comeback that sporting event is it's hard to not put that as my favorite sports moment of my life if not the top it's 1a 1b or 1c I mean it's I watched every single shot for four days I was on the edge of my seat for four days I was legit had tears of joy when he made that putt on 18 to win. I mean, how can, how can I not appreciate a, a a dude that moves me like that? And, you know, he just, Tiger Woods just holds this special place in my sports heart. And the funny thing about sports and life is, like, you can't fight what moves you. You can't fight what really touches you. 
and touches that part of your soul and your and your heart. You can't fight that. You can't fake that. Something either grabs you, it moves you, or it doesn't. And watching Tiger Woods play golf moves me in a way that is just it's unmatched. There are only three other athletes that move me and touch me like Tiger does. Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron James. It's just, it's like watching those four dudes. It, it, it's be, it's, it becomes beyond just like watching, enjoying the enjoyment of watching them play basketball or golf. Or it's, it's beyond that. It becomes like a, an emotional event. Where I'm just I'm I marvel at their physical abilities, or I'm just emotionally moved by their journeys. It, it's it's just a different experience, a different sports experience when I watch them. But maybe maybe even more so than anyone else, Tiger moves me in a way that is just different. It's just different. You know, this comes from a basketball lover. And you know, I, you know, you kind of go, what, what is it about Tiger? Because it's like, you know, he's flawed. He's not. I mean, he's really not that charismatic. When, you know, as, as an interview, now he's got some. You know, there's there's a there's an aura to him when he's playing golf that is just real. But like, you know, like what what is it about about him? And I, you know, I. I think on some level it's it's because of my dad and you know I think my dad and I really bond over Tiger Woods and and you know so on some subconscious level I think my dad's a part of the emotional experience. But as you know when you watch Tiger Woods you get all he touches all the emotions. He's got that, you know, we all like to envision ourselves when we look in the mirror as this like lion alpha male assassin killer, right? And that's Tiger. And that moves me. He's got that work ethic that you can appreciate and marvel at that that moves me. He handles pressure in a stoic way that moves me. And, you know, he's human and he's flawed. And that kind of moves me. It's just everything. Like, it's it's everything. You know, and I was thinking, like, golf is such an interesting sport and different than football and even basketball to a certain extent. Where, like, think about, think about golf where... You know, you get these close-up shots of these golfers' faces, and each shot is like its own individual event where there's a slow, big, steady, emotional build-up to it, and then the shot happens. And you get to, like, feel the emotions through the TV screen watching these guys go through it. And maybe it's just, you know, the better part of, you know, twenty plus years of 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 that with Tiger. I mean, I feel like I've watched so much Tiger, so much Tiger that I feel like I I can tell if he hit a good shot or not just by looking at his eyes as he watches his shot in the air. Like that's unique. And so, you know, I I, I just think about all of what I laid out and and think about his life and his journey and and his comeback. And where he was at in his in his personal life and and his professional life, and then, poof, car accident, 
and you see that torn up SUV. It's just a, it's a lot to digest, man, and a, and a lesson on a variety of levels of appreciating what you got, appreciating who you got, and appreciating what you get to do. And you know you can spin that from Tiger's perspective with this, or from yours for you know okay the fans, right? Like this this pandemic has has taught me to you know not just appreciate the big things in life but even the small things and you know i guess it's a matter of how you want to frame it big or small be being able to be a an observer of of tiger woods journey in life and being able to watch tiger woods play golf was something i appreciated greatly and the thing is we we all know that Tiger Woods appreciated being able to play and compete too. You know, and and beyond the thoughts of wondering if we'll be able to watch him play on the PGA Tour again or watch him wear red on a Sunday or or play at Augusta again, the more I was thinking, the more the I didn't think about Amen Corner or, you know, teen off on 16 at Augusta or, you know, him playing in, in the British Open again or or a fist pump after a big birdie putt. What's what's weird is the images I kept thinking about were the ones that we saw a few months ago of Tiger Woods and his son Charlie playing in that tournament together. And sure, do I, I mean do I selfishly want to see him play at the Masters again? Yeah, I do. But I think what I what I want most of all is that Tiger gets to play with Charlie again. Because at the end of the day, fuck what I want. That's all that really matters. So there you go. I'll end my therapy session there before I start crying, man. Appreciate what you got, who you got, what you get to do. Because in an instant, it can all change. So, you know, shouts out, tip of the cap, cheers to a full recovery to Tiger Woods. That man has more living to do, whether it's on a golf course, on TV, or not. All right, my thanks to Pella. If you're thinking about a new window or a new door, now is the time. Check them out online on the web at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And uh, my thanks to my good friends at Runza. Best fries on the planet, great burgers, cheese Runza, delicious. The food is simply fantastic. Runza makes it all better. A Huda Media Production.